0: All right, glad you're with us. Uh, we got a lot of ground to cover today. 800 941 Sean, you want to be a part of this extravaganza. You got a lot of conflict now that has emerged with this whole let's defund the police argument. And by the way, Biden was against defunding the police before he was for defunding the police. I'll explain. Senate Democrats, these are just some of the headlines that they just refused to rule out defunding the police. The National Association of Police Unions blast the Democrats, quote, war on cops. Uh, There's now been over 700 uh, uh, people injured now, cops injured around the country since all of this has started. Uh, Not covered by the mainstream media at all. Uh, That kind of debunks the narrative that this has all been peaceful. It has not. By any stretch of the imagination, I think we're up to about about almost 20 people that have died as a result of what we've been watching with our own eyes. And that is the violence and the looting and the arson and the the rocks and the Molotov cocktails that I guess the rest of the media just apparently doesn't see or want to see. So all of this is now happening. I I just, you know, as you watch this, though, you got to ask yourself some fundamental questions here. And I, and this is serious. OK, I never thought we'd ever discuss defunding the police. What defunding the police would mean is you don't have police. And then when you ask these geniuses in the city council uh, in Minneapolis what they're going to do to replace it, they don't have good answers at all. And, and I sit there and I'm thinking to myself, well, you don't have a plan. You're just going to defund the police. Now, a couple of assumptions you have to make here. Nobody has talked more about crooked cops or what I, I keep mentioning Joe DeGeneva because it shocked me at the time because instinctively, you know, having a family that had a lot of members, relatives in the police department. Two guys were deity that made it to the FBI. Um, and my mom being a police, I'm uh, sorry, a, a, a jail guard for 25 years and my dad family court probation. Uh, I just looked at the police as the good guys. And uh kind of embarrassed to say a little bit even when one came home and said i think i saw your son hanging on the back of that car uh, sketching in the winter time when i was pretty young i remember the words my father i'll handle this officer thank you it wasn't a good day in my life um he wasn't he wasn't doing anything he just doesn't want to see a kid get killed because he falls off the back of the car and then the car behind it runs him over so he's doing his job um you know pretty old school they just say then the, the cops, hears a parent that says, I'll handle this. They know what that means. That means that kid's going to get in a lot of trouble, which, by the way, happened in. <laughs> Linda loves that story. I got got in a lot of trouble. You know, I, I, I've talked at length, for example, about all of the failure that has taken place. And, you know, I, I watched this for years. The only TV show to scroll the names of all the people shot in Chicago, all the years Biden and Obama, they didn't do anything to stop the violence at all. These are cities that have been run by liberal Democrats, governors, mayors. They they haven't lifted a finger, and it is it is sad. If I, I and we don't know most of the names, there are thousands that have been murdered. And none of this, nobody's ever come in and said, hey, this is a national emergency. Our American children are not being educated. They can't even leave their house for fear of getting shot. And they're not stopping the violence. You know, they just claim a a superiority. What what happens every two and four years? Republicans, conservatives are racist, sexist, misogynist, xenophobic, homophobic, Islamophobic, dirty air, water, kill children, and kill mama, grandma, and grandpa. I, I mean, we'll throw them over a cliff. I say it all the time, you know, and it, it, this this has been time in that it has been building and building we are failing part of our American family. It is an epic fail. And we got to fix it. And by the way, I'm not against more training for police uh, officers. I'm a, I have no problem uh with training. You know, let me give you a quick experiment. I spent time Now, let me make my point here, and then I'm going to tell you about a conversation I had with my sensei today uh, about all of this. You know, if we start with the basics, okay, I believe we're all made in God's image. I went through this in great detail yesterday, and that every single man, woman, and child, and I believe this with all my heart, all my mind, all my body, and all my soul, that we we are all children of God, and we're flawed, original sin, if you believe that, and that, you know, all have sinned and fallen short, if you want to use that biblical anecdote forgive them father for they know not what they do i mean and and the whole story of of christianity or the the foundation of judeo-christian ethics in this country i actually do a whole chapter about this in my soon to be released book and it's important that we know where we came from what, what were the principles that we built the system that we can have a more perfect union and right wrongs and injustices which, you know, we have a history of proving out the wisdom of our framers and our founders. They built a system that we can actually make changes for the better. Not perfect. Never been a perfect country because people aren't perfect. But if you look at all of this and you believe all of that, and then you have to look at what works and what doesn't work. What they're doing in Chicago is an epic fail, and nobody lifts a finger to stop the violence in Chicago. You might not like what Rudy Giuliani did, but he dropped the murder rate from around twenty, what, five hundred to five hundred a year annually. And they weren't looking at race. They'd say, "Okay, where where a lot of the crimes, most of the crimes happening is here, this zip code, that zip code. this." And they went forward with stop and frisk. Understand it's controversial. It was called every name in the book. But lives were saved. There's got to be we got to learn from our mistakes You know, look at, for example, we spend more as a country on public education than any other country on the face of this earth. And, you know, my background studying Latin in high school and at Ducre and Bring Forth From Within, I've said it many times, well, that kind of is predicated on a belief that God has put talent and ability in every one of his children. And we have a propensity, some are good and for good and others are evil. They're bad people. You can you know, if you're a rapist, you're a bad person. If you, you know, are mass murderer, 100 million souls. When you look at Stalin and Mao and 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 Nazism and fascism and Imperial Japan and Pol Pot uh, and what happened in Cuba with their revolution, uh, you know, yeah, we lost over 100 million souls in the last century alone. So evil exists and cops are there and. I would argue I talked about crooked cops now for three and a half years and look what they did to this country. A few people, I say the one percent, look at what they dragged this country through. And now we discover that there was never, ever, ever any scintilla of evidence of any Trump-Russia collusion, just the opposite. And they did it at all the the premeditated fraud, FISA court, court. Said it's verified, never verified. Subsource points out it was never verified. It was bar talk. And they did this to first stop Donald Trump from getting elected, then to, as an insurance policy, to destroy his presidency. Bad, crooked cops. You know what? Dirty cops. Joe de had the right word. Well, you have cops. It's it's a foregone conclusion. You put a knee on the most vulnerable part of, uh, part of the human anatomy. What happened to George Floyd? It is predictable. It would happen every single time. We can't have that kind of policing, and we need better training. I'm going to talk about that in a minute here. But you look for decades, you know, we are just, you know, we have blinders on. We have that this party that claims to be the most compassionate for minorities. Well, they didn't go ahead with criminal justice reform and, and attempts to end disparate sentencing. That was Donald Trump. They didn't, you know— He's the one that's helped save monies for historically black colleges, created opportunity zones uh, and record after record low unemployment. African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment and African-American youth unemployment. When we have opportunity like that, we put the rungs back in the ladder. The idea is, you know, I grew up, uh, my grandparents had 10 bucks in their pocket, dirt poor. They, my grandfathers lived through a depression. My, both my parents grew up poor. Um, but I stand on their shoulders because, you know, they insisted I got an education. Well, that, to me, that's where all the rungs of the ladder are. We, but how do we allow system decades and decades and decades of failure and epic fail? We spend more on public education per capita than any other industrialized nation. But yet our schools are, you know, what, 37? Last time I looked, New York, Baltimore, Philly, Los Angeles, all these cities, high in spending per student, lowest in performance. The city of Baltimore, take that one city, $16,000 a student per year. That's the third most in the country. But Baltimore has the worst performing schools in the world. 2017, 13 Baltimore high schools, 13 of them produced not a single student proficient in math. Zero. Remember the movie Lean on Me? Uh, Remember the story Joe Clark had the bullhorn and the baseball bat? Morgan Freeman did an amazing job. He's such an amazing, talented, gifted actor. I mean, I interviewed Joe Clark. Joe Clark went in there and he he threw out all the kids that were causing trouble. And then he said, you're going to learn. and We're going to inspire you to learn. And we're going to get down to it. And he succeeded. He was controversial because he was hard, but he believed in the the God-given talents and ability in all of our children. 2018, nearly half the schools in Chicago severely underperforming. Chicago also ranks high in spending and horrible results. All of these big cities. You know, how do you have all this violence in the Windy City, Chicago, uh, Illinois, Obama's hometown? He barely mentioned it as president. Why didn't he go in and, and save Chicago, his own hometown? I don't understand that. You know, why didn't we? Th- this is something we can fix if we care to fix it. We're pretty smart people as a as a whole, the American people. They did not, thousands and thousands shot and killed. Other thousands and thousands shot. Some, you know, for the rest of their lives, debilitating injuries in all of this. Every city experiencing violence, you know, They've been run by Democrats. Now, Donald Trump has the best record low unemployment. He's been begging these cities, please let us help you. They say, no, we don't want your help. Okay, you don't get the help. That's why Tom Cotton was saying, well, we might have to use the military. I don't like the idea. Now, constitutionally, yes, the president has full-on authority to use the military. I don't like the idea. Posse comitatus, it doesn't overrule the Insurrection Act in any way. I don't like the military going up against its own citizens. And I don't like the, the, don't like the look of it, the optics of it, whatever you want to say. And it hasn't gotten that bad, as the attorney general said in his interview this week on Fox. You know, all, you know, we have Molotov cocktails. We have 700 injured officers. Okay, now the big question of the day is, who are you going to call? I, not going to be Ghostbusters, I can say that, and I'm not trying to be flipping here. Who are you going to call when people are trying to break into your house at midnight? When you have young children in your house, who are you going to call? I would often say to liberals, what are you going to do that are against ever having a gun or getting trained in the use of a firearm? By the way, see, firearm sales are up. I'm going to recommend to you. People ask me, Hannity, you've been carrying a gun all these years. You know about guns. What gun do you think I should get? And I said, well, what gun would you like to get trained in the use of? Because they' not, it's not a toy. And I never get I, I got taught at 10 years old because, well, my mother had a loaded gun on her you know bedside, and they didn't want their curious son not to know gun safety. That's how they did it. it no, I wouldn't touch that thing. They put the fear of God into me, right, really so. All right, but we owe it to our American kids, our family, our you know, a great education. That's the latter. That every American ought to have. We're endowed by our creator. Become a more perfect union. And the cops, they got to have better training. We just have to. All right, so Senate Democrats refuse to rule out defunding the police. Why? Why won't they answer that question? Former Hillary Clinton campaign spokesperson, Brian Fallon, apparently is the leader of this left-wing group Demand Justice, tweeting out his support for defunding the police. On Wednesday, protesters booed when Mayor Jacob Fry, or whatever his name is, Saturday said he wouldn't. He, he's not in favor of defunding the police. Now, we have talked about crooked, dirty cops for three and a half years. The 1%, and I really believe it's 1%. Look at the damage they did to this country. Crooked cops. Look at what they, they it was in my mind, a provable attempted coup. Thankfully, I think we're now getting to, to the point of justice Rod Rosenstein's testimony before Lindsey Graham was pretty darn blockbuster. By the way, there's an update on that today. He says he's being denied access to the FBI employees who interviewed the subsource on January 21st of 2017 that said, no, this is all bar talk. Uh, no, none of the dossier was real. We just, you know, we we're just messing around at a bar. We didn't think it would be used in a campaign, That means that they had no basis, as Rod Rosenstein said, whatsoever for any appointment of of Mueller. And he had no basis to sign the fourth FISA application, the third renewal application. And Comey signed three of them, even after being warned before signing the first one, that Steele had a political agenda, that Hillary paid for it, and that none of it is, you know, what does it say on the application? Verified. None of it was that's only bad people can do that as the same you know w- with your training if you're a police officer anyway um this now impacts joe biden cbs news actually apparently biden now announced that he has absolutely no intention of defunding america's police departments then a few hours later he's uh, on with uh, norah o'donnell saying that he he'd, he'd, he'd yank federal funding from police unless they complied with a laundry list of his demands well that's kind of defunding the police
1: you've seen the black lives matter painted on that street just outside the white house some demonstrators added equals defund the police do you support defunding the police
2: no i don't support defunding the police i support conditioning federal aid to police based on whether or not they meet certain basic standards of decency and honorableness and and in fact are able to demonstrate they can protect the community and everybody in the community
0: now i can tell you because i have so many people i know that are police officer friends and so i had a long discussion with my martial arts instructor i mean uh, long and we've had many of these discussions over the years and I just one thing that is universal though police are taught and most do bad. not all of them you know if if you do a what's called a rear naked choke and for example if if you do an arm if somebody pushes you and you grab their wrist you pull under their arm you turn them around and throw your arm around their neck OK, and then you lock it in and I don't even have to apply 50 percent pressure. and You're going to you're going to pass out because if I have, I have if, if I have it locked in, meaning the two carotid arteries, then you have these, you know, a trach hold is always banned because it's so sensitive and dangerous. You know, if you look at the face of George Floyd, I mean, it's pinned, as Michael Baden said, when he did the autopsy for the family. It's I mean, he had abrasions over his face. You can't do that for eight minutes and expect anybody to live. It's not going to happen. So I know that my, my sensei, my instructor, that he works with police a lot because the training is inadequ- inadequate. And, you know, we have lifelong education, right? We all want to always continue to challenge ourselves and read more. And I spent a lot of time um, researching the history of this country And and the founding principles and our framers and our founders and, you know, explaining what is at stake when I say live free or die, America and the world on the brink, because that history rich with knowledge that we need to fundamentally understand if we are going to succeed as a country, if we're going or we're going to go down this pit. I have another chapter that I built about socialism and its utter failure everywhere and anywhere it is tried it is tried i thought you know when you do start doing deeper and deeper dives which is always hard to do when you know i'm cranking out four hours of air time a day you know i'm just like i'm reminded of things that i had forgotten and then i'm learning new things that wow i didn't know that had happened specifically i didn't know that had happened these nuggets like that's what research is about and a great team of researchers helping me with the book and it's all there and then we deal with What is at stake? What are the differences? What's in play here? Okay, the New Green Deal versus free market capitalism. It's that profound. You know, getting rid of the lifeblood of the world's uh, economies, then that's oil and gas. That's a bad idea. Uh, All of these ideas they have are job killing. You know, we're going to have what guaranteed government everything. I put lay out the numbers how much that would cost and not only is it going to be like every other socialist experiment it's all going to fail now but back to the police now let me just explain something this is what we were talking about today with my martial arts instructor and I did my training today did an hour and a half today uh outside uh training so we're not doing as much contact as we usually do social distancing training uh, a lot of, you know, I do a lot more sit-ups, a lot more push-ups, a lot more core. But then we were working specifically on some, some situational defense tactics. And in the case of George Floyd, when he's handcuffed, let's say he did resist, which he did not, that I can see. But it wouldn't matter. He was, he, you had him under full control once you have the handcuffs on him. He had handcuffs. Now, if you're driving, don't do this. But if you're in a position where you can just say with your left hand, just point two fingers, your index finger and your middle finger. You know, if you hate me, you could be acting like you're pointing the middle finger towards me. Now, if you take those two fingers and just grip it, really grip it with the right hand, if you do it on your left hand. And now don't move them back, although that could, that's one way. Now I want you to just move it sideways. Just put a little pressure and move it sideways you can see that that one move, the compliance that you can get, the control that you can get, if you do it right, that's just a simple thing. If you, for example, is something called a uh, wrist lock. You know, if you take, your, right, have one hand with the palm of your hand facing your, your face. Then with your other hand, just push the wrist. Just push that open hand down. And put a little, feel the pressure that it puts on your wrist. Simple thing, but you will get compliance and you're not killing anybody. Most officers that I know don't have enough of those tactics in their arsenal. I am just a student. And in seven years, trust me, it's going to take me another three or four to ever be able to think about considering taking the test to be a black belt that's how that's how and i'm training four or five days a week as a matter of fact i I train more than anyone else at this particular martial arts dojo i do it because i need to stay in shape and i need to be on top of my game and you know I, i get bored i can't stand being on a treadmill or any of these other things i i just can't do it um so it makes me do it these are little things that you can do and maybe I'll bring my sensei on. What do you think, Linda? Should we bring sensei back on? He's been on before. Or I mean. When we travel, he's always, by the way, when he's travel, he does not leave my side.
1: I I absolutely love Glenn. I think Glenn's amazing. So yeah. I'm down to bring him on.
0: So um, my daughter and her friends, they're they're athletes. They were, they were doing training outside too as well. And <laughs> I, we gave them examples of pain day. Oh you know? God. I know. And they're looking at, Like they go to my my daughter, your dad is nuts. Your dad is insane because it is serious. And the the whole thing being, I mean, he has the densest punch ever. And I sit there, built up a core after doing, you know, 150 sit-ups every day for, you know, seven years and tighten up and he hits hard. If you can't take a little pain, if you're in the middle of, if if you're trying to defend yourself, then you're not going to be able to defend yourself. Somebody gets no, anything. No, Glenn.
1: Glenn does not take it easy on I you. Man, I've been on the road with oh. you guys. You know, everywhere we travel, he's always with us, and he's he's tough.
0: Listen, remember? I don't know if you were there. I think it was when we were in New Hampshire, and he was he, again. He's with me all the of time. Of course,
1: I was there. I'm always there.
0: All right. Remember when I was in the the dining room? I always like to throw a dinner for our teams, right? Yes. And a thank you dinner, and mm-hmm. so we were having one, and yes. then I then we demonstrated. He demonstrated on me pain day, and then I'm offering. I said. Anybody here? Thousand bucks if you can take it. And I, I was really pushing Lawrence, uh, LJ. We called Lawrence Jones. I was like, mm-hmm. "Come on!" And he's like, "No, I just need to practice a little bit." I mean, he is a big, strong guy. He is, um, and he didn't want any part of it. And by the way, I don't blame him. Now, no, between you and me, I was mm-hmm. looking at Sensei. We were never going to let that happen. Never. Of course not. You have to, but well, I'm just messing with it. But it was fun. we had fun. But here's the thing. We can retrain these cops. You know, I actually met with, there is, if, find A. Um, mm-hmm. B-Y-R-N-A. I don't know what their website is. I think maybe .com, something like that. All right. Put a link up of what this does. Now, what we discuss is because they don't have these other tools in a defensive arsenal to get people to comply and they don't understand them. And especially, by the way, when, you know, and you're especially if you're in a situation that's getting out of hand, you want to get the cuff. Once you got the cuffs on, you won. It's over. Now it's just a matter, even if they're thrashing back and forth, et cetera, et cetera. These are where, especially it's simple at that point. You take two fingers, you put a little pressure on it. They're probably going to comply because it's painful. Now, if they're on drugs, that's a different story. Now it gets a little harder. But anyway, I met with these guys. At one point, I was saying, saying I, I may want to invest in this. And I said, you know what? No, I don't want to invest in this because I want to be able to speak without any financial you know, connection at all. And they created this firearm that shoots these effective, I don't know, like balls. What do you, what do you call it? It is a self-defense weapon. And you can, you can hit a target at 40 feet easy. I've done it. And you can even get a version that has a laser on it. you can get a pink version and you can get an orange version anyway. But the the pepper spray balls, they have pepper spray and a little tear gas. And when they hit somebody, they instantly explode. And it incapacitates people because, you know, all of this tear gas is in your face and this, the pepper spray. Now, is it, do you ever want to use any of this stuff? No. What's the benefit then? I want to ask Leo about this, what he thinks later today when Jack Brewer in the next hour, because you can you can then you're not killing a person. Now you have another option besides what? Unfortunately, because for some guys, their only option in their heads to defend themselves is that firearm. And that's where they spend the most time even during their training. Now, I'm not saying it's definitely the answer. I, for example, I know people that are scared to death of ever having a firearm in their house. Well, it's my, I, this could be an alternative for you. And that would be effective. And you fire off a few pepper ball spray things. And they can't see. They're incapacitated. And you got to just run. Now, now you have time. You bought time to get out of a dangerous situation. Now, let's say you make a mistake. How many people has Barry Sheck found with the Innocence Project? They convict people of murder. They put them away 20 years. They come back years later with DNA techniques and they prove the person who was convicted of murder on death row is innocent. Uh, That scares me. That's, That's changed my mind quite a bit. But now if you make a mistake, remember in the case of Amadou Diallo, right? Made a mistake. They thought he was reaching for a gun. It was a wallet. Now, If you, if you may, what's the worst that happened? You didn't kill him. Now it's uncomfortable. I'm not saying it looks good, but you, but it's another option. I think those stupid stun guns that I see these, the cops have, I think they're awful. I think they're terrible with the wires and you got to be at this distance. And it, it's like ridiculous. I think if, unless they can perfect that and get a better version of that, you know, something that's not going to kill somebody. And if you make a mistake, the worst thing that happened is okay, they, they were in pain for a little while, usually I with uh, soup. They say it's non lethal, everything I read about. Anyway, it's BYRNA if you want to take a look at it. Actually, uh, last Sean, time we, have,
1: tweeted, it, we yeah. have it up on Hannity.com so people can find out about have a video it. video uh, of it, the,
0: what happened. There's a video
1: it, and they have a whole information sheet. It's, it's 68 caliber projectiles and they have a powerful chemical irritant. It is non lethal self defense weapon.
0: Yep. Right. Option. For for somebody that maybe doesn't have the or uh, a precinct that doesn't have the money to, for the extended training, although they should find it, um, then this would be an option yep. for them. You yep. know, Rudy Giuliani, what he did worked. You know what the president has done economically for minorities has worked. Criminal justice reform was needed. He got it done. We had Alice Marie Johnson on last night. I love her. Yeah, um, she's amazing. It's two years since she's been let out, by the way. She was one, yep. one conviction, drug issue, and she was supposed to spend the rest of her life in jail. And so there are things that can happen that we can do. We can be smarter. You know, we could Rudy save lives. What can we learn that we did right? Trump created jobs and record low unemployment for every demographic group in the country. We got it. We got to implement that, too. And make sure everybody has the ladder to success and fix american schools and make our city safe we're america we can do that supposed to be one american family you know nobody seems to care every weekend you get the statistics it's awful and it's unnecessary it's something we can fix um and defunding the cops is not the
3: answer
1: you've seen the black lives matter painted on that street just outside the white house some demonstrators added equals defund the police do you support defunding the police
2: no i don't support defunding the police i support conditioning federal aid to police based on whether or not they meet certain basic standards of decency and honorableness and, in fact, are able to demonstrate they can protect the community and everybody in the community.
3: Does it mean, bottom line, we need fewer police on the streets of America right now? It
4: means that we need to invest in communities, George.
3: It means that we need to invest in educating our children. We need to recognize that if
0: you invest in communities, they will be healthy, they will be strong, and we
4: won't have a need for the militarization of police, right? We have to stop that. We have to stop militarization of police. But that doesn't mean we get rid
0: of police. Of course not. So does Joe Biden have to have be practical form. about this?
5: We now in America have more African-American men under criminal supervision than all the slaves, uh, men that were slaves in 1850. This is astonishing. This is unacceptable. We need to be more courageous in our compassion for one another more more ambitious in our imagination that we can create a society that's not so over policed or where police uh, we don't tolerate certain tactics that have had a generation mm-hmm. in fear
0: all right that that's all about the effort of defunding the police now Democrats are getting a lot nervous about all of this. And as we uh, watch and and some of the craziness and insanity that's being said by some people in some quarters, some places, you know, I know there are crooked cops. We've talked about crooked cops on this program and the damage they did as it relates to the the Russian lie and what they did to General Flynn and what they did to Papadopoulos and what they did to Stone and Manafort and Cohn and using a dirty Russian disinformation dossier that they knew from day one was from Hillary Clinton. And they knew certainly they were warned before the first Pfizer warrant uh, in October 2016. But that when they finally got to the subsource of Christopher Steele's dirty Russian dossier, the subsource said none of this is true. It was like bar talk. It was bar talk. We, you know, but I don't think any of this is is true. So now you've got, you know, the Democrats now, they're trying to say, oh, it's not about defunding the police. No, no, no. About how resources are spent Um, and they don't know what to do because they this. How does that make who are you going to call? If God forbid and it happens, I wish it didn't happen. I wish evil didn't exist, but it does. Who are you going to call at midnight when somebody's trying to break into your house and your family is there and they don't have good intentions for anybody there you know we've had 700 officers also injured now and many others killed since these protests have started around this terrible unnecessary murder you can't put your knee on somebody's neck like that and not expect the outcome that happened here and i I give you that based on all of my martial arts training as a student of the arts. So I'm watching all of this insanity, and now, okay, then, you, then you've then you got the West Hollywood mayor, guidelines for, quote, white people before a protest march. I'm like, I, you know, we're supposed to be Americans, united, one American family, we can disagree on politics, but we want to keep each other safe and secure, and we can all stand against the evils of racism, and abuse of power, and that's it. It's this is simple, and there are good people also that that protect and serve their 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 communities. Anyway, Jack Brewer is with us. He is a former American football uh, safety. Played professionally in the NFL for the Vikings, the Giants, Eagles, and Cardinals. At Leo at the Leo Torrell on Twitter, Leo Torrell is back with us. Anyway, Jack Brewer said on Sunday that calls to defund law enforcement across the nation, um, is, quote, un-American. Jack, welcome uh, to to the show. We appreciate you being with us. Leo, always great to have you. Let's start with you, you, Jack. Your thoughts.
6: You know, I I just think, you know, unfortunately, we created this monster. Um, uh, When you talk about, you know, systematic issues and you just talked about it, you know, all the way up from Russia collusion uh, down to a little black boy, Uh, who's treated unjustly in our criminal justice system you know we've allowed a system to be able to be created where there's no accountability um because it all goes back to money and all goes back to politics and who supports who and funding unions that may uphold these evils you know when when you talk about oppression sean and you hear about taking away police departments that's going to affect uh the most underserved people uh the single mothers who uh, who are in a in a community that may be high in crime, they need the police department. But they need police officers that are going to respect uh, law and order, not just for the citizens, but for themselves. And I think we all can agree with that. Um, but when you look at the real facts and the real root causes of these issues, you know, it goes back to fatherlessness, man. We talk about racial uh, injustice and, and oppression. Uh, when you just, all you have to do is go into the prisons. I spend, I teach in nine prisons across America. You go into the prisons, the guys don't have dads. A kid's five times more likely to go to prison uh, if he doesn't have a father in the house. Can we get to those issues, or are we gonna continue to go into communities like Baltimore and spend $16,000 per year per kid and have graduation rates less than 50% for black men? Or going into places like Washington, D.C., right around the capital, they spend almost $20,000 per year on the education of kids there, and those
0: kids can't read and write. It's wrong, I mean, Sean. they got to it, stand it, up against it, teachers' it is, union. It is the biggest failure. You know, Leo, I said this on uh, the, these liberal cities. For decades, run by liberals, liberals. maybe they, they always say they have the best of intentions. I always talk about it. I, I, I don't want anything to do with anybody that's racist. You say you're racist and conservative. Get the hell out of my face. I don't want to see you. You're ignorant and, and stupid. And uh, you're, you, that's not what the conservative movement is all about. But, yeah, for, for yep. example, Baltimore has 13 high schools, Leo, not one kid none zero proficient in math now how do you allow that level of failure before stepping in like i don't know if you ever watched joe clark lean on me uh morgan freeman one of his best movies 18 he, went in there with a bullhorn and he kicked some serious ass and he got rid of the the kids that were troublemakers and he and he inspired those kids to do better and he succeeded you know, you know, Sean, this is so easy because, you know, I, I fall in love with listening to
5: your monologue. The problem is that you make so much sense. This is why you and I are in lockstep, along with Jack. We're in total agreement. And the problem is I see the racial politics that the Democrats play. When you point out to these liberal cities run by Democrats, you know what they honestly believe? This is what's so hurtful. They believe that black people want to eliminate the police department. They think they're pandering to black Black people want law and order. So when they see a Sean Hannity, and a Leo Terrell, and a Jack working together on the same issue, the Democrats are scratching their heads because they're trying to pander. They're trying to pander to black people, and, and there's a lie out there. Black people want law and order more than any other group because that's the only line between them between the criminal and having a safe neighborhood. So to me, this is a no-brainer. This is easy to agree with what you're saying because everyone wants what is best for this country. And the Democrats got to say, stop playing racial politics or they have lost me forever. I think you were playing Kamala Harris or Cory Booker. I'll say this right here on your program. If he selects Kamala Harris, as his running mate, I will not vote for that ticket. I'll say that right now. Kamala Harris has no platform. She is nothing more than an opportunist, and she is playing racial politics by using her own race. I will not vote for that ticket.
0: Uh, All I want is, if you're a Christian, I happen to be a Christian, it doesn't matter what your faith is, because I believe we're we're all children of God. Jack, I really believe that with all my heart, and that God gives every child talent, ability. You know, I just was—he gave me a big mouth, okay? And Leo kind of got the same gift, in my opinion. But, yes, um, I love it. But, 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 in, but in all honesty, and the word education, when I went to a seminary, I had to study Latin, you know, comes from the Latin educare, to bring forth from within. Well, that means God put mm-hmm. the talent in there, and we're not bringing it out because we're failing our kids.
6: We are, and in, 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 you know, the problem is, is whenever you take oppression, Sean, and Leo, man, powerful words— Whenever you take oppression and you start politicizing oppression, you're, you're just completely abandoning God because God t- t- tells us all to serve. And so if we're going to have serving hearts, we're not going to use the oppressed as the ability to gain political points or fundraise or to go out and, and raise ourselves high. we said that's the one thing in our nation that should be uniting us. Everyone should be upset. And I'm telling you, Sean, it breaks my heart. I run a program called American Heroes, and we're in about 10 cities across the, the country, inner cities. And when I go and I see that I write a check to send my son to a private school, Christian private school, for fourteen grand a year, and I'm watching these poor black kids, and they're spending $20,000 a year any any civilized person, Republican Democrat, no matter what, ask where is that money going, and why is the system broke, and why can't we really truly serve the oppressed kids? Because what what's happening now, and if you go into look at our policies, especially with our welfare system, our welfare system is disincentivizing fatherhood like never before. You're just incentivizing
5: mothers. It's it's easy, it's bad, the problem is this: the sad problem is the Democrats want to keep. African American and people of color down. That's their power base. And you know, you and I, I'm I'm broken away from it, but that's the bottom line. That's their power base. And they play to that pandering. And I just, I see it in this particular case when a man like Sean Hannity and you and I could get together and say, "Hey, this is a no-brainer." But they are they are threatened by the fact that their power base is being threatened and that's that 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 memorial service down there with alice sharp and those politicians that's a democratic infomercial at the expense of george floyd thinking that black people are going to vote democratic because of that not me not leo terrell you know leo, I'll, I'll tell you there's something them them that
7: frustrates me too leo they're in, you, a you,
6: in front of america yesterday they're in a Kente class. they don't even most of them haven't even ever spent any time in africa you're going to go there and now you're going to you're going to play with the emotions of black people by, by wearing
0: traditional African robes. Come on, Daniel. man. The ladder to success. Uh, listen, the ladder to success in this country is education. That's the ladder. Everybody deserves the ladder. And we 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 rip the ladder out. All the rungs are gone in many of these school systems. And I'll tell you another thing that frustrates me. And, and Leo knows this, Jack. I don't know if you do. I've been, I'm a student of martial arts for seven years. You know what frustrates me? Cops, they don't know anything except, a lot of them, except reaching for their gun. Now, if you take, for example, take your first two fingers, right, your index finger and the other finger, and just bend it gently to the side. See how that feels. Now, imagine if you got a guy handcuffed, and maybe, let's say he was, he wasn't in this case, let's say he's resisting. Do you know how easy it is to make somebody comply or or take your your the one side of your hand and push on the back of your hand and you push your wrist down? Preach, he, Sean. He, preach. I am, preach. It's so simple. We don't I train preach. them. We preach, don't John. train them. You're right, Sean.
6: You're, what you're Sean, saying I is hundred and simple. I was 194 pounds, and I used to have to run down a football field, and I was the special yeah. teams captain, and my, my duty was, to go and bust the wedge, get through and penetrate and tackle guys on kickoff, right? And so I know that I can take a man down with my hands, and, and these police officers have equipment. Plus, it's usually multiple of them. There's no reason why there's not better training to be able to hold someone down, especially when they're handcuffed. I mean, let's not forget this man was handcuffed.
0: I mean, All right, uh, <laughs> stay right there. I'm, I'm, way, I'm way over my break here. Jack Brewer and Leo Terrell. I'll tell you what we'll do, too. We'll open for phone calls for these guys. Uh, great. You know, we want to get answers. We, there are answers. We'll get to all of that. And right, as we continue with Jack Brewer, uh, former NFL player, and also uh, at the Leo Torell on Twitter, Leo Torell is with us. They're going to stay for the next uh, half hour and take your calls. Eight hundred nine four one. sean is our number. You see, real quickly, I got about 40 seconds each for you. I think every problem we have is solvable. Rudy Giuliani stop crime. There's, there, there are z- examples of school systems that work. We can do this and probably even save money. Leo.
5: I think you're 100% right. The problem is, Sean, you got people who don't want it to succeed. You keep mentioning these liberal cities, L.A., Chicago, Baltimore. They lose their power base if they don't keep the chaos in place and point the finger. This is why when you talk your language right now, you, Jack, and I, when we get on the same team, that creates a frustration for the Democrats. That's the biggest problem. We've got to overcome this, mm-hmm. uh, this
6: decision to stay up on top. Jack. I completely agree uh, with both of you. And I think, you know, I try to live by, the saying living your words through the work of your hands, and I think people like you, too, and myself, and leaders people that have you know the, the minds like that we have we need to go into the communities ourselves with our hands yeah. so that people can this and that and actually see the answers before their own eyes. That's the only way it goes back to servant leadership, it goes back to serving the oppressed. And when you serve, you're going to open up the hearts of the people. uh, And then you're going to be able to defeat the sick politics that we're witnessing right now.
0: All right, we'll take a break here. On the other side, Jack Brewer, Leo Terrell, we'll get to your calls. Uh, James O'Keefe, the latest installment of his undercover work of Antifa coming up. Senator Cotton is coming up. Uh, and uh, but your calls are next for Leo and Jack eight hundred nine four one Sean. You want to be a part of the program, and we will continue. All right, twenty five now till the top of the hour. We're going to get to your calls in this segment eight hundred nine four one Sean. You want to be a part of the program? You see, I Leo, you and I agree on a lot of new things here. You yeah. know, I, I I think that, and I said about the deep state, and you know how I feel about crooked cops with what they yeah, did to the president, and they did what they did is disgusting. It's revolting. What you know, if you know anything about the human anatomy. If you had any training, you know it is a predi- it will happen every time if you take your knee and you push it, push it into somebody's neck for over eight uninterrupted uninterrupted minutes into the pavement, it's a death every time. It's a death sentence. You should be giving training lessons because we've already
5: talked about the alternative to placing a knee, the carotid chokehold, uh, use of deadly force. And this is why I'm telling you, Sean, There is a tremendous amount of love between you and I right now because of this universal acceptance. This Everybody should be on the same page on this issue. And you're right. I'm on this program, Jack's on this program, because the power of education and how important it is. So when you take this situation, you look at these liberal cities like L.A., Chicago, and Baltimore, it it pays me. And that's why I'm here on your side arguing for what we need to make some
0: Serious changes. Jack, I don't know what you know about martial arts. And, again, everyone says, oh, Henry, you talk like you're – I'm not – I'm a student. I'm a seven-year student, four or five days a week. That's what I do to, for my workout, okay? I put – you know what a yes. rear naked choke is, right? Um, yes, I do. Okay. Or if, if, I, if say, I were to sh- – a targeted strike and I, and I strike properly with the, with the back of my hand at your carotid and a little part of your lower jaw, you're going down to the ground. One shot, yep. you will go right down to the ground. You'll try and stand up, and you'll go down to the ground again. And you're 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 a big strong guy, and it is. The, but even simple things, if somebody's in handcuffs, bend their fingers, and they're going to comply. Yep. That's how easy it is. They don't have that that's training. Right.
6: They don't. And then with, that's why when you hear defunding police instead of. That's put more funding into training police. I mean, it's yeah. just the the common sense is, has lost the conversation. It's left the conversation, and you know that that's what's really sickening. And you you think about it, uh, any any profession, right? You want to increase that education, and that education in, in in law enforcement is exactly what you're talking about. But how can we even have that conversation when we're putting it out there? to hate cops I mean I have all my buildings I own um some restaurants in Minneapolis I had three of them vandalized man and they're writing you know f the. by the way I'm sorry you know what that
0: risks that risks jobs for people that work there and I worked in restaurants for 10 years Jack from dishwasher to a chef to a a busboy waiter bartender I did it all yeah and and, I needed the money too
5: and and let's be very clear 97 90 percent of all law enforcement are good they protect us at 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning. There might be 2 or 3 percent rotten to the core, and those are the ones we need to get weeded out. But don't get rid of law enforcement. I say that not only as an attorney, as an American, as an African-American, but I have a sister in law enforcement. So I totally support the police. Well, there's I totally one other thing. Get-
0: if you look at the big cities now, and I went over the numbers last night and I went over them on the radio yesterday, there is in most big cities a uh, majority of minority officers. You need to keep saying that over and
5: over again. By the You're way, 60% of the officers
0: in the, on the LAPD happen to be Hispanic. We're all Americans, but they happen to be Hispanic American. Donald Trump, record low unemployment for every minority group in the country. His policies work, you know, and they'll well, work hey, again. Yeah. And, and opportunity zones and helping historically black colleges, criminal justice reform. Leo, that didn't happen under Barack and Joe. It happened under Trump. What?
5: You got no argument here. Black Lives Matter started under Barack Obama. But let me just throw another fact out there that scares Democrats and left-wingers. There is no systematic discrimination in, in cities where the majority of the, of the employees are minorities. You, this is not Bull Connor. This is not 1960. When they say, when all these Democrats are systematic discrimination in the police department, in police departments where there's majority minorities, you've got to be kidding. That doesn't make sense.
0: But they keep arguing that. They keep selling that Kool-Aid, and people buy it. I don't buy it. You know where I think this could be the most effective? I think, if you notice, for example, there is, there's in some places segregated neighborhoods, right? Yes. Um, there are pastors, right? the christian churches all right yes and and it and why don't we start in the churches uh how about your congregation comes over to my church my congregation goes over to your church and we all hang out we you believe in god yes you believe in jesus yes let's start there then maybe we'll what you should go on a speaking tour
5: please go on a speaking tour because we gotta get into the community
6: you 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 gotta go on a speaking tour sean
0: uh, it needs I gotta, to
6: come from you, Stein. We got to have white men like you stand up. Hey, let me tell you, you something. Do.
0: There are people that don't like a single word that comes out of my mouth. And I'm going to tell you another thing. If Donald Trump cured cancer, there are so many people that would hate this guy. It's sick. Yep. I mean, it's insane. And, and uh, you, by the way, what makes you liberal at all today, Leo? What? Is there anything – where are you on politics today? Because you don't, don't sound know. Listen, liberal John, anymore. I, I was
5: just – I was every day doing my same thing. I saw you on TV talk about this. And for the for the last two weeks, I'm lockstep with you. And and, and Chuck, I'm not going to ignore what Jack said. You need to go on a speaking tour. It's, we got to get into the community. You got to start talking about this because that church concept. I'll go anywhere. Church member, it works. I'll, I'll go, go anywhere.
0: And, I'll, I, I'll go. What do I? What do I always say? And, and one of the coolest thing I'd say, like our Gladiator Sports. Gladiator is like my favorite movie in the world. I can quote it. Um, yeah. You know something? Our Gladiator Sports. I look at MMA and I look at football. Right. You were on. You played for the NFL. You ever notice at the end of the game, you got teams, all races, backgrounds on, on the field, right? Everybody loves this sport. Everybody loves football, college football, pro football. What happens? Everyone, they fight their hardest. End of the game, they shake hands, they hug it out. And then a lot of times you see a bunch of players and even the refs, they get in a big circle together. And what do they all do? They pray. Pray,
7: pray. It is I right. like
0: that. I think that's. I think that's the better America. If we want, you know, what is one of the goals of of this great, a more perfect union? Human beings are flawed. We're we're all sinners. Sean, that's how talking you get to better. With Jack and myself, and you're it, talking that Jack and I yep. we're in agreement with you on this. All right, let's get it to it some to phone calls to. here. There's a retired police officer, Trent in Florida. Trent, you're on with Jack Brewer, Leo Terrell. Welcome to the show.
7: Hey, Sean. Thanks. Big time fan. Long time listener, bro. Thank you, my hey, friend. Um, Hey, listen, I I, I think you should go on tour. I think all three of you guys should go on tour and uh, invite Bongino with you because you guys are spot on, um, retired cop, white male, married a black female, working in a predominantly black, very violent community in Florida. Um, You're always going to have those bad guys. You're always going to get them. There is is
0: evil in this world. If you you could hurt a child, you're evil. There are evil governments. We lost 100 million human souls in the last century alone.
7: Well, uh, my question, and, my, question I, my question, I post to you, Sean, is what if that was a starting quarterback for the University of Minnesota Gophers football team and he's white? Do you think he would have stood on his neck for nine minutes? I don't no. know what
0: you mean by the question. Well, I'm not sure I understand. Ask it again. No,
7: what I'm saying is what what if it was a starting quarterback for the Minnesota Gophers football team and he was taking him down? Would he sit on his neck for nine minutes? No, he wouldn't have. I don't think – I, I, I,
0: this is the thing. I mean – I assume this, you know, this. Look, when you look at the time people train for some of these police jobs, they spend more time at the range. They're not getting much, you know, training in in effective means of compliance. The neck is the most vulnerable part of the human anatomy. I'm telling you. Yeah,
7: we weren't we weren't allowed to utilize the neck ever. Um, When we trained every six months, we required to. But again, we're in a very dominant, predominantly black community, very violent community at times. But the one thing that I suggest, and you guys use your platform. When I interviewed in 2001, they never asked racial questions in my polygraph. Never once. Do I discriminate? Are you racist? They never asked that one time. That would be a good way to start weeding people out. Never put it on the employer. If they show description, deception, get them out. They're gone. All
0: right, Trent, thanks for all you did for your community. So good, many good cops, they protect and serve. James Ohio with Jack Brewer and Leo Terrell. Glad you called.
4: Well, thank you very much. Um, I, what, what I'm seeing is most people aren't seeing the really big picture to this also. Uh, if you defund the cops, you've got to realize that the police work in synchronicity with the fire department and the ambulances perform to perform an emergency response team. You remove one leg of that, the other two become weak and can't support each other. You're going to need the police to support the fire and rescue departments in, in situations where they need the security or additional help. Um, therefore, so what do you do? Uh, the fire departments and and the ambulance departments begin to sit out on their jobs in areas that are too insecure to enter. Well, well, no, well I'm, I'm going to so tell you
0: what the net I'm, result I'm so, is. Leo, yeah, cops are not going to do so, their I'm, job. I'm so comfortable. Look,
5: this this idea of defunding the police—it was a, a one. It's going to be a two-week wacko scenario. We're not going to lose our police. There's too many people who love the police. Ninety-five percent of this country support the police. This is a a. a a fad that is going
6: to run away, eliminate in the next couple of days. It, it's just it's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. I
2: feel that way. It's not going to happen,
7: Jack? Yeah.
6: And you know what's, You know what's so sad about this whole conversation is, you know, I, I work with police athletic leagues all around America. They have been defunding these police athletic leagues in the same communities that they take the, them away from. And these communities go into destruction. There are so many law enforcement officers that spend time with all these kids in the inner city. They coach them. They train yep. them. We can't forget these are public servants as well. I remember when I was six years old, the first black man that I ever saw that got up in the morning and put a suit on was Officer Vernon Wright. And he made me dream because I didn't have access to any other black folks that got up in the morning and put suits on. So he, he allowed me to dream, man. And we can't forget that. We can't let those stories get lost in all this divisiveness.
0: I agree. Guys, Good call, James. Friends. Appreciate, Appreciate Jack, it. Just- Quick break. We'll come back. Jack Brewer and Leo Terrell on your calls. <music> and as we continue, Jack Brewer, Leo Terrell are with us. Friends. Keith in Colorado. Keith, how are you? Glad you called.
4: Thank you. First time caller, long time listener. I've got uh, 33 years in law enforcement. Uh, I've got some insight on the training you're talking about it. I was a firearms instructor for my agency. In order to become an instructor, I had to go through a third party company to learn to do that, because if we end up having use of force and we're sued, that company would come in and testify. So The reason this is related to what you're talking about, the arrest control technique, the uh, keto move that you were just discussing, that's not taught by agencies. So if me as an officer uses that, then I get sued, there's nobody that's going to step up and say, yeah, that was taught.
0: You know, the problem, Mm -hmm. okay, but here's the thing. Let's say that, and it's more, you're right. But I could literally, if I grabbed your two fingers, and I know how to grab it quick. For example, if somebody's <laughs> if somebody's st- sticking, a, I, I do a lot of training, a lot. Somebody sticks a, a finger in my face, and I back off, and then it, I, I keep backing up, and it keeps there. I will grab their wrist, grab their finger, pull it back, and it'll be in, in two, and I'll walk away, and it'll be in thirteen, in, in less than a, and a the,
4: second. And the problem, and the problem with that, Sean, is this: that if I, but he's I not, nobody's that, dead right on the street then right. I become civilly liable because my agency will not protect me on that because I I understand what he's talking
5: competent. about. He's talking but about his you. conduct would be out of policy. Yeah. I understand what he's talking about. We need new training.
4: Bottom line is we need new training. And, and I understand what the caller is saying. The, we need new training. Agencies, the agency trainer has to be instructed and have a company back them. For instance, ASP, which teaches the baton training comes in and they give you all of the training and at the end of the training we have to sign off on a piece of paper and say yes we learned it and the instructor has to sign off and say yes you were properly instructed therefore ask will come in and testify in court but what you're describing i agree 100 percent we could use that but if unless your sensei is going to come in and testify and say yeah i taught him to do that then you're on your own in a situation like that
0: then then so. that has to change because we're not helping the change. officers and we're oh, not helping the community. T- I mentioned yeah. this earlier. I want you to stay on the line, Keith. So I, I once met the CEO. I was going to invest in this company. I ended up not doing it because I, I want to promote it without any financial connection at all. If you go online, look at Hannity.com. We put it up, Burner Gun. Now, it is – I've shot this thing, and what it shoots is pepper balls. It has t- two separate types of pepper – and it has one spurt of, of tear gas. Now, when you get hit with it, and you're going to hit somebody from forty feet away, so but you wouldn't use it at that long distance. But if you, unless you needed to for some reason, maybe somebody was reaching for a weapon, you incapacitate them. It works. Now you might not like it. It might seem like, uh, but the bottom, it's not going to kill somebody. That's the point. That's their other alternatives. Those stupid stun guns suck. I don't know where they ever came from. They don't work. You know, <laughs> you know pepper spray and tear gas. I, I, look, it's not, never going to look pretty, but you have another option besides the gun. Do you like that yeah. idea, Scott? I, lo- I think we lost our Do you like that idea, Leo? I love it. Sean Hannity for trainer.
6: Sean Hannity to go on a tour. Yeah, I mean, you're, then you're, then you're, I, you might take, you might well take advantage Why of this can't, commercialize. Why can't someone commercialize basic police training? We take martial arts and all these other different things. Why can't the public understand more about what a police can and cannot do? Why
0: can't we got to help everybody out? If we show that police police would care enough, we can we can do good work. All right. Leo, thank you. Jack, thank you. Uh, if you want to look at it, I'm no, no, it never looks good. Anything better than killing somebody, to me, is, needs to be looked at. Anything non-lethal. Alright, News Roundup and Information Overload Hour. Sean Hannity show. Uh, James O'Keefe, by the way, the next installment of his investigation, undercover work as it relates to Antifa. Where do you hear what we break today. Um, Alright, so, the Toilet Paper Times, New York Toilet Paper Times. Wow. Following a full-on staff revolt over the paper publishing an op-ed by Senator Tom Cotton. That didn't apparently comport with the left-wing paper's extreme socialist views. Well, now the op-ed, and by the way, the op-ed suggested, okay, what we have all been talking about. All right, legitimately, legally, does the president have the authority? Should we consider using the authority? There's no dispute about this, of the Insurrection Act, and that would give the president all the powers to use the military to restore order in the country. In the beginning, I thought maybe that's what he should do. But as you see, governor after governor and liberal state after liberal state reject the president's offers. He's been begging them to send in help. Well, then at some point, you know, that becomes their problem. And, you know, we don't like seeing what they can not enforce their curfews, that you see violence happening every day and night. But it would have to be, in my view, would have to rise to a level, and I don't think we're at that level. Scary, but I don't. That's because they refuse to do their job and take the help that's been offered. Anyway, so that prompted staffers at the Toilet Paper Times, uh, literally, to claim that if they felt that their lives were in danger, and I didn't quite understand what they were arguing. Uh, apparently, some people were saying that, but. The outrage over the piece led to the resignation Sunday of James Bennett, the editor of the New York Toilet Papers editorial page. And tonight, the paper's catering to their left wing base, with the acting editor telling staff, quote, anyone who sees any piece of opinion journalism, including headlines or social posts or photos or you name it, that gives you the slightest pause, please call or text me immediately. Uh, whatever happened to the free and open exchange of ideas and ideals, this is not even a constitutional issue. Now, I've, I've discussed posse comitatus, but the Insurrection Act clearly gives the president the authority. And but I'm very uncomfortable. It has to be a really, really dangerous situation in my mind to send in American troops to protect American cities because that puts potentially them in conflict with their fellow Americans. That's what posse Comitatus is all about. But this insurrection rule, by every objective measure, is constitutional, as confirmed by the Attorney General Bill Barr. So anyway, Senator Cotton tweets out the other day, how you all doing at the New York Times today? Uh, which made me laugh, and he joins us now. Senator, how are you?
2: Hey, Sean, I'm doing well. I don't think they're doing too well at the New York Times today.
0: Yeah. I think uh, you called them the uh, the leaders there uh, that, that wouldn't stand up to, quote, the woke children that apparently now run the publication's newsroom. I'm like, ouch.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, Sean, apparently it's a firing offense at The New York Times to run an op-ed by a conservative senator supported by 58 percent of Americans. because That's exactly what happened. Remember, after they published this op-ed last Wednesday, both the— Opinion page editor and the owner of the New York Times stated in public that they defended the decision. But as the woke child mob demanded heads on pikes, they immediately apologized and prostrated themselves in front of this child mob as if it were a struggle session in the Cultural Revolution. And ultimately, the opinion page editor was fired and his deputy was reassigned. As you say, they now have a far left opinion editor who is putting trigger warnings on everything the New York Times runs.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I don't, why is it everybody is offended by just having discussions today? I mean, it's to the point we can't even have real discussions because, you know, we're worried about, you know, apparently a generation of snowflakes, precious little feelings. Now, I live with hurt, if I, if I lived in their world, well, all you need to do is like go to any social media site and, Look for my name, and I guarantee you, Senator, it'll hurt my poor little feelings. But you know what? I'm glad I live in a country where people can say anything they want against Sean Hannity. Now, I do believe some of these publications have crossed lines, and, you know, it's a high bar. If You got Sullivan versus the Times. You have to show malice, and you have to go through discovery. It's pain in the ass to sue. But that's, that's the beauty of Nicholas Sandman is doing now to all of these papers that smeared, slandered, besmirched this poor young kid who didn't do anything wrong. And Lynn Wood is going to destroy all of them.
2: Yeah, Sean, I think what you're saying at the New York Times is the culture of the social justice classroom taken to one of the liberal elite's most revered institutions. Uh, For years, we've seen so-called trigger warnings or accusations of microaggressions on college campuses, and many people disregarded it, the playthings of young kids and radical academics. Uh, But unfortunately, that culture is increasingly marching through some of the elite left's uh, most revered institutions, and that has a real impact on our public debate in America when you can't even publish an op-ed that has 58% support among the American people and longstanding historic precedent. Um, I worry about it, what it means for the spirit of free and open inquiry in our country.
0: You know, I, all I want is, you know, look, I know, uh, th- for example, I hate every two years and four years this lie. And the lie is that if you're a conservative or a Republican, that you're racist, that you're sexist, that you're a misogynist, that you're a xenophobe, that you're a homophobe, Islamophobe, that you want dirty air and you want dirty water and you want grandma and grandpa to die, after living on dog food and cat food for years. And then you'll get an image of a conservative or Republican or Paul Ryan or Kevin McCarthy or Donald Trump taking grandma in a wheelchair and throwing her over a cliff. They make those commercials every two and four years. And I resent it because uh, I don't want anybody in a conservative movement that has anything to do with any type of racism or sexism or any of this garbage You know, I actually happen to be fairly libertarian. Leave us alone and tax us less and stay out of our way and let people be free. And I don't mind people say horrible things about me. I do when the press crosses lines and they lie. They should. We should have better libel laws. But then again, it does say Congress shall make no law. So I really don't have a leg to stand on, do I?
2: (laughs) Well, it is a very high. It should be for public officials who are engaged in this kind of public debate. But you have to actually have the debate to air the ideas. You know, there was a time when liberals at a place like the New York Times would defend exactly what you're defending, Sean, the spirit of open and free inquiry. Now, they're not a government agency. They can choose to publish what they do and do not want. But once they publish something, they would stand by it. Um, It it is a real problem for that free and open debate in our society if certain opinions that are supported by a majority of Americans and have that kind of longstanding historic precedent – are deemed too tough or too unorthodox for the far left-wing newsroom at the new york times
0: well well i just i we cannot live you know i I think of every generation for example and and then i I think back for example my daughter was born just a couple of weeks before 9-11 now does she know about 9-11 yes did she live through 9-11 no uh my father My grandparents came to this country with no money from all four of them from Ireland. They had like 10 bucks in their pocket. That's it. And they worked hard their whole life, gulping water, trying to survive the entire time. They had no safety net at the time. My grandparents uh, grew up in the Depression. My mother and father grew up poor in the Depression. Uh, My father fought four years in the Pacific in World War II. Uh, He was in, in the Navy. And it's like, you know, can i <clears throat> i've read a lot about it i've researched a lot about it did i live through it no but my father you know at one point in my life you know i wasn't making anything like what i'm making today and he's like save it all when i would come home at you know six in the morning after 10 to borrow all night and i was sleeping he'd go into my pockets and he'd steal all my money for himself no he put it away in a bank account he goes save your money save your money save you money. beat it into my head senator now, because of his experiences. Now, my kids have not had to experience that. That was. That's the point. We all stand on each other's shoulders, don't we? And it's like now we're, we're going to let words offend us, but we lost 100 million human souls in the last century.
2: Yeah, Sean, that's exactly right. Americans are a very tough people, and we always have been. And we've been built uh, um, over the years by people like your family, immigrants who came here with nothing in their pockets trying to make a better life and then stood up and defended American defendants' freedom around the world from the forces of tyranny, whether it was fascism or communism. Um, And we need that toughness in our society, uh, and we can't let words offend us. That's why the old children's rhyme says sticks and stones will break your bones or words can never hurt you. Um, And there's too many kids uh, in the New York Times newsroom who are letting words, not offensive words hurt them, not name-calling, but just simple arguments, arguments that have a sound legal basis and a clear historic precedent Um, and that ought to worry everyone who wants America to remain a prosperous and safe country and yes a tough people
0: you know if if it's if it's words that's so offensive um, maybe they ought to look in the mirror because I see the lies that they have said about let's say our president for the last three plus years they have they even got Pulitzers for their phony stories on Russia Now we now it's been exposed. None of it ever happened. None of it ever should have happened. Even Rod Rosenstein. Yeah. Knowing what I know now, we should have never had the FISA warrants. No. What I know now, Mueller never should have been appointed. And no, uh, I've never seen any evidence at all whatsoever of any Trump Russia collusion. Now we did have Hillary Russia collusion. That is she paid for Russian disinformation. uh, And that is the dirty Russian dossier that they never verified, but then used to get warrants on by lying that it was verified.
2: Yeah, and it was the New York Times, as much as anyone who were fanning those flames of the Russia collusion hoax for more than two years, um, at a time even when we we knew anyone who could look with their own eyes at the evidence at hand in late 2016 and early 2017, that there was no evidence of that kind of collusion between the Trump campaign uh, and Russian intelligence services. It was all an effort to delegitimize the president and his victory in 2016, and frankly, to Mm -hmm. disrupt The peaceful transition of power, one of the greatest political scandals uh, in American history.
0: So on January 27th, remember, we first had the first case of coronavirus, December 30th, um, that we'd identified. The first one in America was January 21st. President, 10 days later, put in the travel ban, and then subsequent travel bans, and then the quarantine. We haven't had one of those in 50 years. Ten days after, first identified case of corona. Now, I had Dr. Fauci on February 27th. I had a group of doctors on February 28th. I talked about it with the president on February 2nd when I did the Super Bowl interview. I had Fauci back on on February 10th. And I was asking all about asymptomatic people that might be shedding the virus and and what we might or might not know about this virus and how dangerous it was. And uh, that newspaper pretty much accused me twice now of being a murderer. And meanwhile, that newspaper after the travel ban... Who says it's not safe to ch- travel to China? Now, Senator, if anybody read that piece of garbage uh, in that toilet paper, because that's what it's worth, uh, don't you think that uh, that would have been really dangerous advice they gave people?
2: Because I do. Yes, yeah, Sean, incredibly dangerous. It would have meant many more cases much earlier in the United States before we were prepared to deal with them before we were, or even further away from the summer months when the virus has less chance of spreading. Um, but I think it's back to this same kind of, cause at the new york times is you have these young woke staffers who view anything donald trump does as necessarily bad and anything that might cause offense to the chinese communist party as somehow xenophobic or racist uh, i can tell you i was right in the middle of that debate in mid and late january about shutting down air travel from china and urged president to do so and against the advice of a lot of his senior advisors to include public health advisors he took the bold the courageous and the right stance to shut down travel quickly
0: listen i think those decisions more than any other ones and nobody nobody agreed with them incredible instincts in my view which i think again that's that's somebody that doesn't come from the swamp world he's able to make those decisions and by the way you'll never get credit for it but the largest and fastest medical mobilization in the history of mankind saved countless lives incalculable numbers of lives right
2: yeah, I mean, there's no way to tell, but it just stands to reason, given what we've learned about this virus and what's, what we saw, especially in New York City, um, about six weeks later from the president's decision, that if we hadn't shut down travel from China, if we still had 22,000 persons landing in the United States from mainland China every single day in February, that our case numbers and ultimately the number of Americans who have died from this uh, virus would have mm. been orders of magnitude higher than it is now.
0: Well, keep up with the fight, Senator. Um you're, you, we do have Americans that appreciate freedom of speech. Thank you for what you do every day.
7: Seems like I, more people are using like, hats and batons. And yeah, like, which like, we can totally do defense against, defense against objects, objects, but it's
0: hard to do defense against uh, blunt objects when someone's holding a shield. Yeah.
3: Because defense against blunt objects involves, like, you know, me. Like, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. If you've got a shield, like what? They just bash them. So the main takeaway from C bill was it just stay f- away. You know bouncers like to choke people from the back? Yeah. Rear naked choke boats? That <laughs> is used all the time. Like someone would just come up behind you and uh or the other thing. That a bear hug. Um it's super, super simple. Yeah. You just drop the body like right? crazy simple. So mm-hmm. the idea is you step to the side, grab the person, oh and then slam them down. Okay? <laughs> That's one way. So here's the other the other way. Hey, come on, jump in.
0: You step, you grab his <laughs> Or
3: you just solidly elbow. He will let go. If an officer of the state came to your door and asked you questions about your political ideology no, 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 no. and people you associate with, how would you respond?
1: An officer of the state? Like who? Like, <laughs> like a cop. It could be. If they came to my door and asked me about if my they, political. If they, if they said,
3: uh, um, do you know Clyde and Millie? And can you tell us about the political work that you do?
1: Oh. How would you respond about? that? I would say no. For one thing, I think if they came to my door, they would have to have a warrant in the first place, wouldn't they? And especially yeah. just... Maybe, maybe yeah. not. Well, especially to start asking random questions like that. Yeah, I mean, I would be like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I would just say no and probably not say much else. I mean, I've been taught, like, you don't talk to cops. I mean, I don't agree with, like, going and shooting police or anything like mm-hmm. that. But <laughs> or, like, hunting them down and whatever. Definitely. But, yeah. yeah we're, like, we're, I just think, like... We're, we're an above-ground organization. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, we're so if you right. want to do it, you have to it on your own time. Oh, no. <laughs>
3: so we, we, you can't talk to us about it either. Or if you yeah. do do it and we find out about it, we're going to have to kick you out of the group. Oh,
1: no, 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 no.
3: In a hypothetical situation at a gun show, if you were tabling... A gun show and someone loudly accused you of being a terrorist or part of Antifa, how would you handle it?
1: Like if someone said it to me directly. Yeah, mm mm-hmm. Someone's being directly confrontational with you and it and they people. said I was a terrorist? Yeah, part of Antifa.
0: Alright, so that's the latest installment, by the way, part three of Project Veritas and their undercover investigation into Antifa, or some say Antifa, uh that he shares with us today. Now, You've been able to show secret meetings and they go very clandestine, very covert uh, meetings, uh, violent combat training, uh, how to not just defend oneself, but to hurt people. Uh, Footage bringing to light now what they call the redneck revolt, uh, practicing uh, at a gun range while you're aiming. Don't touch the trigger until you're ready to pull the trigger. And one of the members, uh, I hate the NRA. The NRA is a white supremacist terrorist organization. Absolutely. And uh, they see themselves as armed revolutionary uh, revolutionaries. And they believe in the total abolition, if you will, or abolishing of everything, including the police. Uh, And they go on from there. and, And that was from the journalist, the person that went undercover for Project Veritas. One of the members, if an officer of the state came to the door and asked you questions about your political ideology and people you associate with how would you respond huh in the context of what we now know sounds a little scary to me james o'keefe is the founder of project veritas sir welcome back
3: hey sean great to be with you
0: okay now we're talking about another level of violence you know we heard the the statements of the attorney general barr and the investigation into specific individuals, but he also said this is a loosely organized group. Do you think it's as loosely as they think it is?
3: Well, they, they said it's not even a group, and this is the third video we have coming out. This is in something called Redneck Revolt, which is a North Carolina-based Antifa group. We showed you Refuse-Fa in New York City. We showed you Rose City, Antifa, Portland, and those the violent training they give you to gouge out eyes, poke people in the eyes, teach you martial arts to reframe self-defense in order to make offensive moves. This is gun training. This is weapons training. You heard the quote. They they think the NRA is a a fringe organization. But uh, this is certainly a coordinated group, and I continue to be impressed by their counterintelligence capabilities, because our undercover reporter, this is like the hardest group for us to penetrate. I mean, they, they asked her a series of questions. What if police officers come to your door? What if Someone asked you about Antifa. I'd even joked about Soros being a funder and what you should say if someone says that. So these guys are organized. They train each other. They work with each other. Um, They work with uh, progressive nonprofit organizations. So I think we're showing the public something they've never seen before here, Sean. You know,
0: I think it's important, too, because I I understand, you know, there's universal outrage, James O'Keefe, over what we saw. You know, I, I've, I've gotten over and over again how vulnerable a neck is, and 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 by the way, they talk about that type of self-defense um, themselves in this, but I do it for defensive purposes. I do it, you know, I happen to be a target, might shock people, uh, but I am, and uh, I, want, I would only use, I would walk away so fast, you can call me every name in the book, I'm going to walk away backwards, as far as I can, as fast as I can, and... But I will tell you, this now is they're, they're mixing in with some peaceful protesters that are showing genuine outrage. And you can see, you know, we we had Trace Gallagher report on Fox that they have strategically placed uh, bricks that they can use later where when they're protesting that they, they can hurl at the police.
3: In this, in this video, it's, it clearly shows a well-organized uh, international organization willing to engage in street fights, armed combat, and uh, it's... it's you know, interesting you mentioned about some of the martial arts stuff. In New York City, as I said, they were reframing self-defense in a different way. They were saying, this is not really self-defense, but we're going to call it self-defense, which indicates that they are they believe in violence as a, as an end in and of itself. And this, in this video, this is this redneck revolt group. They use red bandanas. They they consider themselves part of an armed revolutionary force. They, they mm-hmm. went to Charlottesville and acted as a militia wing of that of anti that Antifa movement. They're at the gun range. They're, so they, they really view themselves as armed revolutionaries. And when, when our undercover person tried to get initiated, it was a very sophisticated process. So this is just a series of tapes. Sean, as I said to you on Friday, we want to know who's funding them, who's behind them. And we have material. We, we have material that's going to be coming out where, where names are mentioned, names of specific donors, the Democratic Party, even people who may have run for office, are, are being named by these groups. See, this is what I. time.
0: I've known James a long time. We've been friends. This is what James does to me. James gives me. He whets your appetite. But I, but I think you're very smart in your strategy. I really do. Because what you're doing is you're getting people to focus. Instead of doing an entire dump, you're getting people to pay attention to this piece. Now look at this piece. Now look at this piece so it doesn't get dumped and lost on people, you know, um, and I think it's very important that you really lay out foundations. It's just frustrating because I like to get I like to know everything immediately. I can't help but be impatient. Um, But you're you're saying. Sean
3: spent six months or or greater infiltrating or doing undercover reporting. They spent six months to build the trust of these people. Getting inside these places is not easy. They take your phones they put them in a bathroom they have white noise machines it's it's very hard and and uh i want to make sure that each of these reporters that we've we've worked with we give them their due and it's and it's dangerous i've never been personally afraid for my safety but this is probably the first time in my life these are these are bad people they're they they believe in violence we've had our building defaced once before with graffiti only once but i think this is really a serious thing here and um, i i I think the public has a right to know who 's funding them, and that 's going to hopefully be our next story released this week we 're still producing it What are the names of the donors that talk to the head of organizations like refuse fa what is let the, me what ask are the you this
0: would they be names we might recognize? Are there politicians yes. whose names we might recognize i Why did I suspect yes. there were i 'm just I'm pretty yes. good at guessing. Yes. Now.
3: Definitely. Yes, you're very good at guessing. Exactly. That's right. Pete, you will recognize these names. And we feel the public has a right to know these names. But we also know, Sean, that they're going to come after me. I don't know how they're going to come after me. Hopefully not in, in a physical way, but certainly try legal ways to, to hurt us. Um, we know that we're on their radar. We know that we're Project Veritas is one of the biggest threats. And the only way that we can break through their, their narrative is by insiders coming forward. That's what we need. We need whistleblowers. Project uh, Veritas Tips at ProtonMail, that's V-E-R-I-T-A-S Tips at ProtonMail.com, people who have a conscience, people who reject, reject this French revolutionary nihilism, this insurrection philosophy. I know that you have a conscience out there. We will tell your story, and that's in fact how we're telling some of these people's stories, Sean.
0: And by the way, I know for a fact, now, I think your organization has faced, you know, lawsuits and threats of indictments and and you've won every case. Is that correct?
3: Veritas has never lost a lawsuit. We've been sued almost 20 times. We have By the never way, that, lost that, a this
0: is all an effort to silence you and distract you and and put you into bankruptcy so you can't keep doing your work. We've I mean, th- they do this to dollars, conservatives we as don't... well.
3: We don't settle the lawsuits. We've won defamation lawsuits in federal court. They never mention this. The New York Times, they only mention one lawsuit I personally settled 11 years ago with ACORN for a privacy issue, not defamation. So, yes, Sean, we've always, we've always won the lawsuits, but they want to bankrupt me. They want to come after us. They want to deter us from doing what we do. But I promise you nothing is going to deter us so long as we have these brave insiders that come to VeritasTips at ProtonMail.com. As long as that keeps happening and we keep giving them the cameras, we'll, be, we'll tell people stories. And, you know, you can also donate. We're a nonprofit, projectveritas.com. It's tax deductible. I'm sure the IRS doesn't like that. But uh, we, we are journalists and we show people in their own words. These are their words. We're armed revolutionaries. We, we, we're shooting uh, semi automatic weapons. The NRA is a white supremacist organization. We need to poke people's eyes out, gouge people's eyes out, reframe self defense. These are them in their own words. You can see their lips moving. And we've got another installment coming out this week.
0: Did you see the Breitbart piece? They were talking about an interview of a a woman um, who's been a part of the protest in D.C. And her allegiance to Antifa Antifa, dates back to leftist efforts to disrupt the inauguration of Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, in spite of the, quote, mostly peaceful protests and all of this, she doesn't rule out the need for violence to achieve political goals apparently was on NPR, um, and is claiming that they are misunderstood. They're really political refugees. I'm like, huh? Oh, it's so political I, refugees are allowed to create this kind of chaos? I didn't know that.
3: I did not know that either. Political, whatever the justification is. But, Sean, the issue that we have is that they're doing it in public. The District Attorney of New York said just re- recently that he's not going to prosecute some of the illegal activities. So, we're supposed to live in a nation of, of laws, equal justice under the law. It's the definition of injustice, to, because I can guarantee you if I did what they were doing, I would be prosecuted. In fact, I have been prosecuted for walking into a, a, a building and asking a senator a question. So they would come after me. They would come after you if we did anything remotely comparable to, to what we, redressing your grievances does not mean. I,
0: nobody likes to hear this, this way. Sixty minutes built their show off of what you do. I mean, I'd like to say you invented this undercover type of journalism. You didn't. You know, Mike Wallace, Morley Safer, all Harry Reason, they did all of this, did they not?
3: They did many years ago. They stopped doing it because of the liability issues. But I think they really stopped doing it because the more true it became, the more close they came to exposing the establishment, uh, the worse it got for their relationship with the establishment. And nobody does this anymore. And that's why it's so important that we, as a leader, these people that come to us, these insiders, there's nowhere else for them to go. They certainly can't Mm -hmm. go to the New York Times. They certainly can't go to the CNN. They can't go there. So it's very important that we exist to serve them. And yes, Sean, I would say it's more of like a a renaissance. You know, we didn't invent this, but in the digital era, we're the only nation's uh, undercover journalism organization.
0: Listen, you do great work. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, uh, projectveritas.com. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Loaded up tonight, 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox News, uh, Professor Cornell West, Leo Terrell, Dan Bongino, Geraldo, the DHS uh, Acting Secretary, Larry Elder, Janine Pirro. 9 Eastern, DVR. Hannity, Fox News. See you then. Back here tomorrow. As always, thanks for being with us.